She's passionate about helping you become the best mama you can be and is pulling back the curtain on experts' advice for every area of our lives, from eating for wellness, the best advice for littles, fashion and style, and everything in between. Get ready to get real. This is Not Your Mama's Podcast with your host, Christina Franci. Hey friends, welcome back to Not Your Mama's Podcast. Today, I have a special guest, Emily. Emily is an intuitive life coach that helps empower your superhuman of all ages. For over a decade, she has been giving divine guidance and offering tools and strategies to parents to help bring clarity, understanding, and confidence to to your sensitive and intuitive children. With that said, Emily, I'm so honored to have you on. For people who don't know you and meeting you for the first time, can you give us a little bit about your background and how you got to where you are today? Well, hello, everyone, and thank you for that wonderful introduction. I appreciate it and very grateful to be here as well. Um, So a little bit about me. Um, Since I was a little girl, I was one of those kids, sensitive, intuitive children, Um, and I heard a lot of guidance since, I mean, my first memories when I was five years old that pretty much guided me in how to respond, how to feel, how to move forward. It guided me where to go to college. It guided me when I was going to get married. Like it's been this beautiful um, orchestration of divine guidance through my whole life. And over a decade now, it's kind, it's moved into my career. I'm gonna call it my career, but it's it's so much of what I love that it doesn't even feel like I'm working. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've been doing this for over a decade and it's included me really just sharing a lot of what I've learned since a child um, and what I've come to perfect with my own kids um, and through my own experiences and even through the own challenges that I faced through that time and helping me to just be who I needed to be um, to help my children in their own unique needs. Well, that's great. I mean, when I found you, I was like, oh my God, this is perfect. This is what I need for my child. Now for people who aren't really aware of like the signs or the signals that they may have a more sensitive and in tuned child, can you please give us some of the signals or, you know, actions that kids would do to kind of maybe guide parents to thinking that, you know, maybe their their child's a little bit more sensitive or intuitive? So that's a great question. It's it's a question I get asked a lot. And usually when a parent, it just in any way leans into the possibility that their child is intuitive and sensitive is because they are. Um, You know, that's actually not a thought or an idea that comes to all parents. And sometimes what happens to parents of these children, they're like, oh, maybe my child is, right? I think they are. But again, that's not a thought that comes up for parents who don't have an intuitive and sensitive child. It's a thought that comes up for those parents who lean into the possibility because they feel the resonance of what that could mean. So it looks different. I would say it looks different for every child, but some qualities that I've come to see that are pretty um, predominant Mm -hmm. include kids talking about memories and things that are not even connected to their life now. I've had parents who share stories and I've seen it with my kids of maybe friends or people that they see and like conversations that they're having and like all these experiences that are happening that again, are not seen by the parents or those around them. They might be talking about, you know, some, some of us call it imaginary friends and things like that. 
I've also had, um, and what I'm audibly hearing is I hear guidance. A lot of these kids also talk, and I, I already kind of hinted to that in the beginning. I'm audibly hearing the idea of past lives. Like they honestly remember lives that seem impossible for them to, to know about. Um, and another thing that is often expressed by parents is like they, they contain like a deeper wisdom. Like the way they look at you is different than their other children. The way that they look at the world is different. The way that they respond or even feel or even talk about it, even the little ones. I'm not just talking about those, the children who can express and communicate, mm -hmm. but even like the younger ones, right? The one-year-olds, like the way they, they show presence is what I'm hearing with their environment. It's just different, right? They're a little more attentive. They're a little more introspective. They're a little more even emotional at times with what's happening in their environment or even what's being felt by others that don't logically make sense. And something that actually also happens, not with every child, but there's mm -hmm. even behavior concerns. Like there's behaviors that children are demonstrated that might be frustrating for parents. Like, yeah, what? you know, totally. getting and what, what are those types of behaviors that you, some of those kids might, that might include sadness. That may include like mopey. I'm hearing the word mopey, um, aggression. Um, like it's kind of like outside their usual character. Mm -hmm. And it's not like they're like that all the time, but they're just sensing so much of their environment, the people, the, the conversations that are not being even had in front of them, that they're expressing those emotions through their own behaviors. And it's not even something that they can logically pinpoint or understand, um, but they're feeling it and they're acting it out through their behavior. Mm -hmm. um, some of these children may have sensitivities to food. You know, they may not want to eat. They, they might be talking about dreams and, and nightmares. I mean, I've had parents who have told me that their children have predictive stuff and that they've seen accidents or things happening in the town, even though that there's no way that the, this, their children would have known. Yeah. So there's this sense of um, audibly hearing the word, like there's this sense of prophecy sometimes with their dialogue or their interactions that that are not normal, that they're not typical or normal. Mm -hmm. um, and they're showing me a vision. When I was a teacher, there was one, one little boy who was labeled autistic, Asperger autistic, and um, he would hide under the stairs. So it's like even being around other people felt like too much. Mm -hmm. And once I worked with him and his parents to help him to kind of like, not just integrate, but really understand like what his sensitivities were about. It's as if a switch gets turned on, which helps him to feel empowered and confident. And then they're able to filter out all this stuff that's coming in that can be considered intuitive and sensitive that helps them to feel more grounded and safe with themselves and their environment. Yeah. So very quickly things can shift and I'm audibly, and I know it's not your question, but that's literally what I'm. No, I mean, no, it's perfect. I mean, everything is great for the audience to understand and, and no, it's perfect. I love it. Now I know not all kids fit in one box and each, you know, um, let's say guidance that you would give would be different for each individual child. Cause you know, children come in all different shapes and sizes and stuff, but what is something that you can let parents know to kind of help, you know, navigate their, their, their intuitive kid? Um, what kind of advice can you give to them? So one of the things that I'm audibly hearing it, but one of the things that I feel like have, has even helped my own children and parents that I've worked with, it's like helping them to come back to themselves. 
Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of time these kids feel very scattered, very pulled left and right, emotionally, mentally, energetically, because again, they're feeling so much. So finding mm-hmm. a way that can help your child to be with themselves, to be home, to be present, to really be sustained in identifying like, okay, this is mine and this is not mine. You know, a lot of times these kids, they feel very ungrounded um, and very, thank you. And they're audibly saying, it's like when they feel at home, there's a way where they can better filter and interpret and respond. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times when we see behavior issues, eating issues, sleeping issues, or just even like distraction, they're saying the word distraction, like you can't get them to focus is because again, their whole energy, their sensing is very scattered and distracted with all the stimulus that's coming in all different directions. So if we can take time to help our children and just find home, find mm-hmm. their center, um, that's, thank you. They're saying it's a very pivotal way to help them feel safe and able to re-guide them to, to better focus in all directions, their emotions, their thoughts, and their behaviors. Now, it's different for everyone, but some of the things that I've used in the past and I've seen parents use is like breath, like just holding them and just breathing with them or like even holding hands with them and doing a dragon breath or just like you were doing the wiggles, you know, for our kids group, we just started doing the wiggles. We're like, all right, let's find where, where we're feeling angry and the kids were supposed to feel it and then wiggle it out. You know, it's like yeah. just giving them a chance to just feel their own body, feel their own self, helps them to recenter and get, come back home. I like to say, come back home. Um, another thing they're showing me a vision of, it's like something as simple as like smelling something like an oil, an essential oil that can become mm-hmm. that anchoring where they feel them, their body more. And they, again, it kind of captures their attention and their senses to be there. Totally. Um, and then last thing, last thing is that even just a visualist, kids are amazing at using their imagination, right? So even just using a visualization exercise, right? It's like, here's a balloon, let's pop the balloon or let's, let's be a butterfly for now and run around the room and play butterfly. Like just giving them a chance to use their intellect in a different way and guide their intellect to just be in the now because automatically their emotions, their energies, their presence will come back to that place. Yeah. No, that's great advice. And I feel like sometimes as parents, you know, it's good for us to like be silly too in the moment, you know, like we don't have to be so serious all the time. It's good to be serious, let loose, you know, show the fun side of your kids. It's like, I feel like in today's world, it's like our kids have to grow up fast and we have to teach them to do this. And, you know, we just sometimes need to sit back and realize, you know, let them be kids let's be silly with them, you know, and enhance their imaginative, you know, experiences that they're having. I mean, I love that. And I also love the advice when I spoke to you and like, I try to do it with my son all the time is those three affirmations. I am loved. I am safe. Um, and I am possible. Um, I think that those three things are really key, especially the I am possible. And like you said, not only they might not really understand what that word is, but it's like going into their subconscious that like they can be anything that they want to be, you know, and they are loved and they are safe. So, I mean, I thought that 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 advice that you gave me when we were talking about my son was, was really great. And it's so cute to kind of hear him try to say possible, (laughs) you know what I mean? He's like, I have (laughs) puppable. Oh, it's such a a good thing for even as, as adults, as parents to claim that, you know, like to claim that with them, like that affirmation, like me, yes, it's powerful for our children, but 
you know, the best way for us to live is to live as those examples. So when we're doing that, even for ourselves, it's like we're teaching our children, not just through what we're telling them, but what we're embodying, you know, and that's the thing about these kids. And um, thank you. What I'm audibly hearing is that these kids feel way more than we know and words can't describe it. So when he, I'm so grateful you brought that up, by the way. So it's like when you're doing it with him and when you're doing it for yourself, you are helping him embody that by your own practice, by your own sense of well-being, by your own balance. Like that's the most instrumental way to help your child. Because um, again, they're, feed, they're being fed by you outside just your languaging mm-hmm. and outside just um, what you're doing. They're, they're feeling you. They're feeling you in another way. Totally. Yeah. Um, so before I get into the four questions, is there anything that else you would like to, um, you know, talk about? Um, I know you offer like really great programs for parents. So do you want to kind of let people know what you have to offer in terms of like the community support, as well as like you have, you know, one-on-one individual help? Um, I think that you provide such a great service because you can help teach parents to help empower their, their superhuman so why don't you let the audience know kind of what you have to offer and like all of your great programs that you have. Uh, and thank you. Um, so one of the things that I love to celebrate that we are superhumans all waking up, like we're all waking up to owning our own mastery in whichever way it's meant to be delivered uniquely by each of us. And what I'd like to celebrate and what I've been guided and shown is that these kids are are awakened superhumans. And we have this responsibility as parents to lead them into their own confidence by inspiring them to just own their unique, their unique gifts. And part, thank you. And what they're audibly saying, it's like part of the biggest message is like, they're here at a perfect time. And they've chosen each of us as, as their parents for a reason. You know, it's like, there's no mistake. Your child, whether it's great highs or great lows or challenges or like it, whatever it may be, or even easy, you've been chosen as much as that child has been chosen by you. Mm-hmm. And there is a level of us that are, there's a level of us that knows this and owns this. And it's like giving ourselves permission to go there and feed that as much as possible. Um, the way that I personally offer support for parents to help with that and also these children is that we have the intuitive sensitive community, children's mm-hmm. community, and we offer guidance every month. Um, it's very divinely guided and inspired and also inspired by the needs of the community. Um, and then within that community, we also offer parent group coaching, mm-hmm. whatever it is that parents are going through and unique needs that the children have. And then we also have a children's circle connected to that community where we actually meet tonight, which I'm so excited, in which all the kids come and they get to meet each other from all over the world and they get to talk, they get to play, they get to explore and see each other and know that it's safe being themselves. Um, the way it's been unfolding is that I teach I teach something or, or do something fun. Like one of the exercises we did is putting pennies on the walls, like teaching them that their intention, their attention can mm-hmm. actually put pennies on the wall. Yeah. And we've taught them how to change water, how to change water with their thoughts or love and their emotions. And so it's been a lot of uh, experimenting, but more like scientific experimenting, but not scientific experimenting yeah. for see that there's more to life. 
and that their thoughts, their attention, their emotions, their intentions are actually very powerful in creating what they want and also moving through life in a way that feels supportive and how to understand those emotions. So we do a lot of exercise to help them understand their own emotions and how to express them. And we have kids from one and a half all the way up to the oldest one is 14. So it's been one of those things that gives us an opportunities to meet each other in everybody's unique need and, and do it as a community and as a family. I like to say that we're doing this as a family. Um, and yeah, anybody- I, mm-hmm. sorry, oh. go ahead. No, and if anybody wants more information, they're welcome to contact me on my site or even my social media. And we could definitely support giving them an invitation to explore and see if it's a fit for them. Yeah, I have down below, you'll be able to find Emily's website. I have her Facebook, her Instagram and her YouTube channel. So you can go check her out. It'll all be down below in the links. And, you know, going back to talking about emotions, um, I feel like that is like one of the hardest things to learn as a human is how to control them, you know, because they're so, they like just empower us so much, like jealousy, happy, anger, you know, like it's, I think that's really important tool for kids to learn how to like manage and deal with their emotions. Because I know as a kid for myself, like that was something I really had to work on and it's not easy. So I think it's really empowering for a parent to learn how to teach their kids how to deal with their emotions at a young age. Um, So I think that's really great to offer those things. Now, I do have four questions that I do ask all of my guests. So the first question is, who and what inspires you? Um, You know, I... It's funny because I will say, can I say two really quick ones? Um, One is my kids, like literally my kids. My kids help me to perfect my own mastery, my own intuition. Um, And they teach me every day. They, especially my oldest daughter with disabilities and special needs, she's taught me to truly, she's been my master teacher in waking up my gifts. Mm -hmm. Um, In regards to more of like logic and business and impact that's been connected with Tony Robbins. Um, and it's just because there's a fire that I see within him that I feel and can recognize has touched so many lives. And that's more of the logical aspect of business. But yeah, those are my two. Those are my two things that I'd like. No, it's a great answer. I love it. And I do apologize for some reason today, the gardeners decided to <laughs> garden outside of the house. So it's like, anyway, um, so the second question is, what is something Thing you wished you knew when you were younger? So one thing I've said this, cause I, I do an annual review every year and I'm like, I check in, what would I've told myself last year mm-hmm. if I could? Um, and one thing that I wish I would have known as a child and like, not just knowing it, but owned it more is that everything's going to be okay. Yeah. That, that life, life. And I know I recognize it now, but that everything changes and that ultimately everything works out in my favor. And I just need to trust. Yeah, I always like to say this too shall pass. (laughs) Um, Okay, so the third question is, what's the essential part of your daily routine? Time, time with God, universe, source, whatever you want to call it, that to me, and just checking in. Like, it's not just checking in when I take 30 minutes out of my day. Like I authentically spend my day and um, what's the word? Um, an invitation. 
-hmm. I spend my day in invitation, just asking to be shown. Um, not because I need to be shown, but because I just know that there's something greater leading me and moving me and even my children. And it just never fails me when I just check in and kind of let myself be led and inspired through that. Yeah. I think that's good. Sometimes like I forget to check in, I get so caught up in the day. Um, but when I do, it does kind of help ground me again. Um, okay. And the last question is best advice you've ever received. Mm, you know, that's my dad for my dad. Um, my dad, it's interesting because he would say it through words, but he would show it through example. And, um, it's funny <laughs> that gets me a little emotional. emotional. It's okay. Take your time. It's moving energy. So sorry about that. It's okay. Um, <laughs> did not expect that. Um, he lifted through that example of, um, just be love without expectation. Just be love. Um, sorry. What the heck? <laughs> that surprised me. It's okay. It's powerful stuff. So yeah, it's like, just be love. Like I, he just did an amazing job in, articulating it through our conversations, but living that example, just be love without expectation, mm -hmm. you know, unattached, whether it comes back unattached, whether it gets noticed unattached, like just, just be authentically that. And that ultimately the reward is the delivery of it. Yeah. Not That's really beautiful. I love that advice. Totally. Yeah. Um, well, Emily, you know, it was so great to have you on. I'm so honored that you took the time to sit with us and provided so much value to, you know, our audience and like hopefully, you know, make them better parents. And it's just really great to have you on. And I'm so glad I got to meet you because I know that you really made a great impact with my child and, and really helped me to learn how to help navigate him. So again, thank you so much for having us on. Is there any last words you'd like to say before we jump off? Just thank you. Thank you for the opportunity and for trusting me to be able to share with your community and your, your listeners. So thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you guys so much for watching and listening. Like I said, down below, you can find all of Emily's information and please be, feel free to reach out to her. And thank you guys again. See you in the next one. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Not Your Mama's Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. We really appreciate it, and we'll see you in the next one.